Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of St. Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 2 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from December 16th, 2018, the third Sunday of Advent in Year C. The Gospel for this week is Luke, Chapter 3, Verses 10 to 18. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts, whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Several years ago, I had the wonderful opportunity to frequently visit Argentina, specifically Buenos Aires. When I first made my visit, I was impressed by the magnificent countryside, the beautiful people and culture, and all of the history, a history that somewhat ironically mimics our own here in this country. But what also impressed me straight off was the abject poverty that was also a big part of everyday life. It was visible and very profound. Outdoor, outside the door of my hotel lived a family of four, literally in a box. Mother, father, baby, and three-year-old Jose. And I felt myself drawn to them. And I started just spending some time with them. And our relationship grew, and I found myself spending more and more time just listening and being with. And then eventually, 
playing with Jose, sitting in the street and trying to come up with all of these creative games that a three-year-old likes to play. And I asked myself, what is it that draws me? What is it that connects me? And it was their joy, their authentic, heartfelt joy. And they had nothing, no home, very few possessions, just one another. I reflected further on that experience and realized how unjoyful and ungrateful I can often be in my own life. How all of the stuff that is a part of everyday busyness can actually squelch that light within. We allow so much of the stuff of life to erode us, to bring us to negative places, and to extinguish that hope, light, and joy. We become overly burdened, and we carry those burdens with us all of the time. The stresses, the anxieties, the importance we place on things, on who we are, who we need to be, who people need us to be, all of those things consume us. And we forget what life is really all about. To experience joy. You know, over the years, I've had the other privilege of listening to people's stories and walking with people as they go through darkness, of experiencing difficult moments myself. And it's interesting to see on the faces of humanity as they live in sometimes the brokenness and darkness of their lives, as all of us have at one time or another. How even in the midst of despair, there is always this longing for wholeness, this longing for joy, this desire for life and for love. It's within the human soul to desire and crave that connection. That even when life is difficult, we still long for the day when it will get better. Within the human heart is the light of God. And it shines through ever so dimly at times, but nonetheless shines, calling us to something more, to something more. You know, if we can clear the clutter out of our lives and focus on what is really important and what is really real, we find that these moments when we can give ourselves freely to another, to be there and listen, to be there and wait, to be there and love. Our sacred moments, 
their Advent moments, when we find and touch the sacred in our lives and realize what it is ultimately we long for and desire. Perhaps this is why the poor and the outcast and those who had nothing connected so truly and really with Jesus because they saw within him the light, the love, the hope, and the joy they longed for themselves in their own hearts. And that's what Advent is really all about. A small, short period of time where we can bring ourselves out of the mundane and the normal, unleash ourselves a bit from our preoccupations, our worries, our anxieties, and those things that consume us, and even life's uncontrollables, and create some sacred space where we can open ourselves to God, to one another, and even to ourselves, to take the time to give of ourselves openly and freely to someone. It's important for people to know and feel that they, at that moment that you're with them, are one of the most important, precious things in life. Being present to another brings such healing, healing gifts. Sacred space, sacred time, Advent time, where we hope and we wait and we listen and we discover and we embrace and we uncover what is really true and longing in every human heart. When Jesus was born on that first Christmas night, hope and joy dawned on the world. Nothing in this life can ever fill that desire and give us the joy that we ultimately long for. We need a Savior to do that. And so when we connect what we long for in our hearts and souls with the one who has come among us as Emmanuel, God with us, and see there the hope and the promise and the salvation we all desperately cry out for. Then we will find the peace for which we always longed. The poor, because they have nothing, have those gifts more accessible to them. It's we who forget what is ultimately of importance in our hearts and what we cry out for and long for. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.